Welcome to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson. On our program, we explore the flip side of every story. And when you open yourself up to both sides, you'll realize that there are life lessons, powerful tools, and so much more. Now, here is Dr. Veerdra Jackson. Hello and welcome to the flip side of adversity. I am Dr. Veerdra Jackson, the CEO and creative behind Living Strong Consulting. And as we continue to celebrate um, National Black Business Month, I have an opportunity uh, and I hope you've seen the thread that although we are celebrating this national acknowledgement of Black businesses and the power that they bring to our um, economy, the skills, the conversations, the topics, um, the resources, the tools, and the how to get on the other side of situations have been transferable. <laughs> there have been transferable skills. Um, so I am sure that, again, our continued conversation, especially this one, because if you're anything like me, social media has, does, continues <laughs> to impact your business, your time greatly. And I wanted to bring an expert into the conversation because when we talk about how do you find your audience, what's the latest algorithm, why aren't my posts showing up, how do I create a funnel, where does traffic come from, all of that can leave you overwhelmed and feeling stuck within your business or even if you're just trying to find your voice and platform. And we have an expert in the house to walk us through what she says is strategy, which is what many of us are craving. But she says it's the thing that many of us are lacking, and that's why we're not seeing results. So let me introduce you to, to May Shannon. She approaches social media marketing with a passion. 11 years ago, she started W2S, which is where to start marketing at the encouragement of her mother. She is now also a best-selling author and to May supports entrepreneurs in marginalized communities and raises, her raises their businesses to social media success. Women of color across the nation have found Tamay's enthusiasm and expertise to be the exact ingredients needed to get great results. Cons constantly expanding who has access to entrepreneurship, she hopes to soon invite participants to an apprenticeship program designed to defy the misconception that people are stuck in one trade. Wow. When we think about how so many are trying to find their place in their calling, their purpose, their career, their job, this is going to be a rich conversation. Everyone who is interested in becoming a social media expert deserves an opportunity to shine. 
Tamei wants to inspire everyone she can to believe in themselves and their own social media success, even if they don't know, yep, where to start. She has worked with brands such as Kim Coles, Government Contracts Association, and Garnish and Gather. And this episode, she's right here with us on the flip side of Adversity Conversation. Welcome to the show, Tamay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, I am so excited about um, this conversation. And I love the way that you have so intentionally packaged it by first talking about how sometimes we get so confused and caught up um, because we're not actually even being ourselves on social media. And how you package this conversation for us to start with being authentic because as we continue to try to be someone else, mm -hmm. it's actually sabotaging our success. So what does showing up authentically actually look like in your words? So y'all, when I say authentic, I don't mean that you have to share what you had for breakfast. I don't mean you have to share all the little details. Like that's not what authenticity means. Authenticity is there for you to show up as you. So what you really feel. So if you're like, today is not the day. It is just not the day. You don't have to hide that. That's not something you have to put off in the corner and pretend that everything is hunky-dory and life is perfect. Really, what's there is if it's not working, it's not working. And in that authenticity, that burnout that you might be feeling, that overwhelm, that like social media is always just having me do this, this, and this. Well, it might be because you're not really just showing up as you the fullness of you, all the good, all the bad, all that you are, that is what people really, really want. Mm. When you, when I think about how you just said that, what people really, really want, mm -hmm. there's a, a part of me, because we're saying being authentic, correct? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm going to be honest, there's parts of me that sometimes struggles yeah. with um, showing up in spaces without looking fully polished, without having the script repaired, without all of the moving pieces mm -hmm. just right. And I'll never get to push pushing the go button because mm -hmm. I've re-looked at that picture or the lighting isn't just right. And I have something to say, but it will take me days before I actually get to the point of saying it. And when I tell people, when we are not intentional and when we don't push the go button, we're actually holding back on people who are waiting for what yes. it is we have to share. And am I hearing you say that, you know what, it doesn't have to be perfect before you hit the go button? That is exactly what I'm saying. In fact, really to like layer onto it, that is, that's the moment where we connect with people, right? Like when you think about it, those people that we most admire, those people we say we want to grow up to be like, those are the people that have come to us in moments of authenticity, in moments where things weren't perfect and said, hey, I need your help. Hey, this isn't working. Hey, I made a mistake. Hey, I misunderstood. Then we're like, wow, 
They're so brave. They're so courageous because they came to us when things weren't perfect. And it really just, and then also just as a side note, y'all, you've got to examine what is telling you, what voice is telling you it's not perfect. What voice? Because it, let's be honest, right? If you are, if you happen to be a Black woman in America, what professionalism looks like is typically not us. But what voice is it that's telling you you're not, nah, you got to do something with your hair. Do a little bit of something with your hair. Do something with your, mm-hmm. add on some lipstick. Hey, your, the lighting, can you lighten it up a little bit? That, that, that voice is not us. And so you've got to critically look at the things that are going, the thoughts that are in your head. Because sometimes we think we originated those thoughts and we did not. We didn't originate oh. those thoughts. So we really got to look at, what is where did that voice come from when we're saying we're not ready? Who is saying we're not ready? You ah, oh, you just nailed it for me. And you just in my soul, it really clicked that when we're talking about being authentic, it's not just about what's in the camera, but it's what's in me. And am I being brave enough? to actually tease apart where is that coming from? Because if it's not my voice, whose voice is it? And if it's not my story, whose story is it? So that I can get clear on who I am and what I'm here to say and do. Oh, that is good stuff. So may we just, uh, I only got the first question started and you went in already. So, and you know what? Our um, listeners, uh, Cheryl said, say it. Donna said, transparency. They are loving the honesty and truth. So if we can get, uh, dig into the nuts and bolts here. So your business name is W2S, where to start. So how do we get there? How do we get started? <laughs> what advice can you give us to actually get the ball rolling? So one of the things that I always want to start people with, that I always start clients with is, what do you want your life to look like? Now, that might seem like a really weird question to be like, look, to make you doing social media, I need you to be on that Facebook. Why do you care what I want my life to look like? Well, In business, we didn't start our business just to make money, right? Most of us weren't just like, well, I just need a stack. I just need, I need a couple of stacks. I'm good to go. I don't need anything. No, most of us are like, well, I want to contribute to my children or there's something in my community I want to see different, or I want to make sure that I can create this fund to fund scholarships. Like there was something driving us. And so I want to get to the heart of that. And the reason why I ask that is it ties to authenticity. It ties to the heart of who you are and ultimately who your business is. And so if I understand and you understand what you want your life to look like, what is your life for? What is what is what is that really going to be for? Then you can really start to build a marketing presence that's reflective of that. There's a lot of brands out there that when they really have that marketing presence is reflective of something deeper people become like, well, I'm, I'm not going to shop anywhere else. I don't, okay, it's cheaper and 
I'm not going nowhere else. I'm like, this is my, this is my brand. And so when you have that type of loyalty, it's because there's a connection there. There's something deeper there. So that's the first place I always say starts. What do you want your life to look like? What do you want your business to look like? Because it's not just about the money. Now we're going to have, um, the, the money generator, um, specialist, um, next week. But even in that, she says the same thing, that you have to get really clear on who you are and how you're going to show up in order to actually fully tap into whether it's revenue, whether it's product design, what, like, why are you doing it? It's not just about the image, but you're asking a bigger question from the beginning because I feel like you're going to walk us into some steps that's going to take us deeper than just pushing the post button. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Right. So before we get to the post button, because that's an important part. Yes, I definitely want you to do that. So once we understand the why, the why behind why you do what you do, then you want to look at what are the goals that will have you get there, right? So, and when I say goals, I I want you to dream big, but I want you to dream realistically big, right? So when I say dream big, I mean, um, you know, for me, dreaming big would be like, you know what? One day I want to have a house in France. That's dreaming big. Dreaming unrealistically is one day I want to have a house on the moon. Okay, that's different. So I really want y'all to dream realistically big, really what's feasible. And I want you to know that that's a moving target. So once I get that house in France, my dreaming big might be like, you know what? I want to own an island, y'all. I want to own an island. And so just know that your goals are ever evolving and they should be because you're going to be hitting them. So once you figure out what your specific goals are, then we can start working backwards because that's the important part. If you know in 10 years you want to retire, then you know at nine years you have to have a certain amount of money, eight years, seven years. So it's the same thing with social media. If I know that I want to have 500,000 followers, I start working backwards. What are the things that I need to do to get there? Yeah. You just also, in that statement around goals, reminded me of an ongoing conversation we've been having in our girlfriend gathering. So every other month we meet with a, a core group of women and many of them are in the conversation today. I see you, Dale. I see you, Esther. Um, Chayla. Wow, you ladies are in here today. Cheryl, Donna. Awesome. So we started with who goals first before Mm -hmm. do goals. And I feel like that absolutely aligns. You said first, make sure who do you want to be? Mm -hmm. And now when you set that do goal, recognize that it's not, you're not stuck to that one spot Mm -hmm. that you're going to continue. Because once you check that box, we should be looking for another opportunity Mm -hmm. to continue to grow. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Nice. What lessons did your mom teach you? Oh, she's going to love this. My mother (laughs) really 
Um, she was a she was in the military, right? And so I just grew up in a quote unquote non-traditional household. She was the one working, my dad was the one who stayed at home. And what she really taught me, what they really taught me was what does it look like to have somebody who supports you? Not just with words, but with actions. So now I know for myself, what does it look like when I friends or peers say they support me? Okay, great. What does it actually look like in actions? And so it just gives me the ability really to connect with people differently, but also just understand where people are coming from and give them their space. It's like, okay, well, that's not where you're at right now. And that's cool. I'm not going to get bit out of shape. That's cool. That's how it goes. So I think that would be one of the biggest things is really what does support really look like? For the other person, not just mm-hmm. based on what you want to be able yeah. to offer. Mm-hmm. Wow. Girlfriend gathering. I hope y'all are picking up what Tamay is dropping down because that's the heart of our work. Our next girlfriend gathering is August 20th. And I feel like we're going to be able to take nuggets Mm -hmm. from this conversation to continue that one. Were there any other where to start strategies? You said who? Mm -hmm. You've said um, identify big but realistically big goals. You've Mm -hmm. said, and you've talked about um, support, but identifying support that absolutely fits your needs, not just what someone Mm -hmm. else wants to serve. Are there any other where to start goals that you haven't had a chance to mention yet? Yes, the biggest one, I would say messy perfection, messy perfection. And what I mean when I say that is, look, you're gonna make a mistake and it's okay. The most important part is that you get out there and you take action. So messy perfection. Mm, So many people struggle because it almost feels like an oxymoron Mm -hmm. to have messy and perfection next to each other. Um, People like clean, polished, Mm -hmm. shining, and you hear that in social media all the time. Oh, girl, shine. No one ever talks about messy perfection. (laughs) I think that brings up some fear. And I know you Mm -hmm. have some thoughts around um, what you call mind gremlins that might be tied to fear. So why are mind gremlins um, or fear more insidious than we could even believe or think it is? So messy perfection is this thing where you are doing things that you're like, oh, but I want to do a reel, but I don't know if that video angle, or I don't know. And you're like, I'm not going to post it. I'm just going to wait till it's better. Right. And so messy perfection is just going ahead and doing the reel. But that thought in the back of your mind that says, oh, but the lighting should be better. My angle should be better. I should pick a better sound. The text should be better. The caption, da, 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 da. Those are the mind gremlins. Those are the little, they're constant companions. Don't be mad at them, y'all. They're our friends. They're here to make sure that we stay safe and alive. And we want more than safe and alive, right? In our lives, we are striving for more than being safe. We're striving for more than being alive. We are striving for thriving. And our mind gremlins just haven't caught on yet. They're just like, look, I'm here to make sure you stay alive. I'm here to make sure you stay safe. That is my job. And they try to do their job very, very well. So don't hate on your mind gremlins, thank them for their contribution and let them know that you are doing something bigger. Wow. I hope that you have been grabbing what Tamei has been dropping 
And as we get ready for our first commercial break, I want you to reflect on what you need in order to get started. Understand what, who do you want to be? What do you want for your life? Because it's not just about money. Why did you start this? Have the ability to um, outline realistic but big goals. Mm-hmm. Understand your supports. And then lastly, messy perfection. It is so beautiful to realize you don't have to be perfect, especially in this climate, to be perfect on social media. People are are actually waiting to see your flaws. So we're going to continue this conversation when we come back from this first break. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. On Living Strong, the flip side of adversity, Dr. Veerdra Jackson presents stories and powerful guest experts from business, health, relationships, and faith. Every story has its flip side, and we are here to delve into the story and challenge you to view what has kept you in a singular mindset and turn it into the flip side. When you can effectively do that, you'll experience necessary growth. Tune in live every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time and 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The White House Doctor Makes House Calls. Listen every week for House Calls with Dr. Connie Mariano. Dr. Connie has served as the White House physician under three U.S. presidents. Now she joins the Voice America Empowerment Channel to help you enrich yourself physically, emotionally, and spiritually. Our guests will include professionals from a variety of fields who will bring you tips that you can apply to your own life. Listen for House Calls with Dr. Connie every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com This is Living Strong, the flip side of adversity with Dr. Veerdra Jackson. To reach the live show today, call into 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to info at livingstrongllc.com. Now, back to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Welcome back to this powerful conversation. And we've been having a conversation around social media, but we haven't even talked about pushing the post button yet. And it has been meaty. It has been powerful. Before we continue... Tamay, I have a question from Donna, and she says, is there a difference between messy perfection and indecisiveness? Is there a difference between messy perfection and indecisiveness? Oh, man, Donna, you that's a whole question. That is such a beautiful question. I'm so excited that you asked that because one of the things about being an entrepreneur, right? Nobody told us this, but like, it is a PhD in self-discovery. Nobody said you was going to deep dive into self when they said, I want to be in business. They said, you don't have to learn how to manage books and do that. You're like, okay, I can do that. Nobody said deep dive into self, right? And so 
that is really the ongoing discovery that we go through is, is this an action that's going to afford me and I'm just scared to do it? Or am I just unsure about it, right? And so I have some bad news for you. I don't have an answer for you. I don't. Because this is an answer that you've got to answer for yourself. And this is why it's so important to have people, peers specifically in business around you so they can reflect back to you and say, you've been talking about doing this book for three months now. Are, are we doing the book? What, what's going on, ma'am? Or, hey, you've been, and so you'll have messages coming back like, oh, I have been. Okay, you know what? I've got to, let me, I've been, I've been indecisive. So I can't give you an answer about what that looks like for you because it changes for everyone. Some people, they're not indecisive, so they'll move quickly. Some people are. So it's really something that you've got to look at with yourself and say, hmm, have I been sitting with this for a while? Is this something I'm scared of doing or is this something I'm scared of doing imperfectly? So I'm sorry for the non-answer, but there it is. But you know what? That was an answer because I think when we are willing to actually go back to the first two things that you shared in recognizing who do I want to be like authenticity mm -hmm. is being willing to ask yourself the hard questions and the voice of whose voice is this? And is that mm -hmm. my story? And mm -hmm. if it's not, where did it come from? And am I willing to rewrite it and do it? Even though the mind gremlin might be telling me something that's false and that's actually sabotaging my opportunity. But we've got to be willing to do the work. I think so often people want to lean in to have someone tell them what to do. Just tell me what to do when it actually is more about you need to, it's now time for you to do the work mm -hmm. to discover what's right for you. Mm -hmm. Well, so. My next question, you actually allow, are allowing me to ask because I'm curious, um, who does not have to be on social media? Do we all have to be on social media? Is there anybody who can actually wipe their hands of this thing and just not do it at all? <laughs> So here is the PSA that I always give. First and foremost, remember, these companies are not out for you. They're not here to support you. They're not here to make your business easier. Facebook doesn't care about your business. Instagram doesn't care about your business. TikTok doesn't care about your business. They care about their business. And if those two um, endpoints happen to be in the same world, they're okay with it. Like, okay, cool. If it helps you, that's fine. It's a byproduct. Okay. But at the end of the day, they're going to make decisions and do things that make their platform succeed. So you've always got to remember that. You've always got to remember that. And so with that in mind, should you be on social? If you got to eat today and you, don't, and you never posted anything on Facebook or you've never posted on Instagram, don't go there. Don't. Don't. I would say... Hit up the LinkedIn connections you have. Reach out to the people that you know. Reach out to the connections that you have. Do it that way. But don't post something on TikTok 
hoping that it'll go viral and somebody's going to buy your product or services because that's going to leave you hungry and upset. The other group of people that really should just don't even worry about social are, look, solopreneurs, I got you. I understand where you're coming from. Y'all, scale it back. Scale it back. And the reason why I'm telling you to scale it back is you're doing a lot, right? And so I want to make sure that in this world of creating content and being on social and doing all the things, that you actually have time to be a person, that you actually have time to like, oh, look, the sun is out. Let me go take a walk. Oh, wait, it's lunchtime. Let me actually stop and eat lunch. Surprise. So yes, social media is important, but it is only one marketing activity. It is only one of speaking, doing books, doing podcasts, networking in person, webinars. There are so many marketing activities and avenues that you can take, and social media is only one of them. So that's it. You are amazing. When you said solopreneurs, scale it back, I immediately thought about the fact that, you know, the people that we are sometimes chasing after aren't even actually the people managing their social media. They have a whole team. They have a whole team that's managing their social media. And it's not the solopreneur that's trying to do 500 things. You're trying to get the book done. You're trying to get the client funnels done. You're trying to find these. And now you are overwhelmed with trying to create and throw things on social media and you haven't eaten, you haven't rested, you've not drank enough water, you are actually not feeling well. And you're saying, you know what, scale it back. Is there a way to go deeper as opposed to broader with that? Yes, that's it. That's exactly it. So where you want to start and where you want to focus is your, there's two areas. You can look at your lowest hanging fruit. So these are the people who say yes to you the easiest. Like literally the people who you just begin to open your mouth and be like, here's a check. That's where you want to focus. And so if those people happen to live on LinkedIn, If those people happen to live on Instagram, wherever they live, that is where you live. That is where you go. So that's one way to do it. And then another way to do it, and this just depends on what your finances look like and what your capacity is, is if you're shifting and pivoting to a new um, service area or to a new passion in your business, and you're like, there's this new client I really want to go after, then you put all your eggs in one basket and you focus on that platform that's going to deliver that client. When you, so there are two things that I want us to dig into. The first is, can you speak to, and, and I'm going rogue, and I respect the fact if I'm asking a question you don't have an answer to, because I'm just curious. Yeah, let's go. Do you view LinkedIn different from social media, IG, Facebook, TikTok? If you do view them different from one another, how are they different? So... Yes and no. <laughs> so um, 
it it's it's it, it was different because of where it started, right? When LinkedIn first started, it was basically like, here's your resume online in one area. We are now done. And now LinkedIn is like, we have videos, we have audio rooms, we have newsletters, we have this, we have that. And it's because they really want people to start to live and express that aspect of their lives there, right? And so LinkedIn is absolutely becoming a deep, deep social media platform that everybody should leverage, especially if you came from corporate. Now, I know a lot of people say, hey, Tamei, I was a lawyer. I ain't trying to do no law thing. What do these people have to do with me? Because I want to I want to plant plants. I want to have a nursery and I want to do plants my whole rest of the life. That's what I want to do. I'm like, great. There's still trust there. So it might not be the same industry, but these people you worked with, they still trust you. So if you were to say, hey, so-and-so, I've got this new thing. I'm doing a nursery. I see you're connected with the CEO of such and such. I would love to have an introduction so I could do the plants for their building. So you can do that. So LinkedIn is really, really great for those, those connections that you've nurtured through your corporate life having them and leveraging them to this new area that you really want to explore and go deep in. As I think about how I use LinkedIn, so I, I use LinkedIn um, differently than I do Facebook and IG, just because of the design of the, of the platform itself. And Nancy uh, made the comment, absolutely LinkedIn is different from social media. LinkedIn is based on business, but anything online can become addictive. And I think that is going back to how you started this conversation, getting really intentional on who you want to be and why you're doing it. And when I think about LinkedIn, it really is, as you said, it's about connections. It's about relationships. It's about opportunity to find businesses that you can connect with, mm-hmm. form relationships with, learn from, but it does, it's beginning to, with the videos and, mm-hmm. and all of the other things that are showing up, it is beginning to feel uh, the, the pressure, mm-hmm. as Nancy shared, yep. what I found, the pressure to keep up with the algorithms and the, the way to get more connections, that addictive pressure I find is rising more and more. I didn't have that same feeling about LinkedIn Mm -hmm. as I did with other social media Mm -hmm. platforms, but I'm feeling it as they have made changes to how the platform works. But it is those of you who are in business, Mm -hmm. who um, want to create connections in like businesses and to be able to gain um, relationships in different fields, mm-hmm. I highly recommend you developing a LinkedIn um, profile, but get educated on how to do it because it's not just posting a resume. You mm-hmm. really want to be able to present yourself in a way that it will attract potential connections, employers, um, and just as any profile, you want it to be interesting. So put a pin in it because I'm going to find some a LinkedIn expert. We're going to have that conversation as well. So when you say that there are people who don't have to be on social media, 
If you do decide to be on social media, and I think you referenced this, but I'm hoping you can go a little bit deeper. Do you need to be on all of the platforms? No, (laughs) ma'am. No, ma'am. No, ma'am. How do I decide? (laughs) How how do I decide? I know so many people who, as soon as TikTok came on, they didn't know anything about TikTok, but then they needed to get it. And I said, no, I don't think I have to be on TikTok too. Can you help us understand if, if in fact, social media is a place that we can find opportunity, how do we decide which ones are the best ones for us to be on? So it's with, with anything, it's just where are the people that you want to work with? Where are they at? That, that's, that's, that should always be the driving factors. The, who, the people that I want to work with, the people that I want to attract, where do they reside? And so there's, um, for example, pewresearch.org. Um, that's a great way to look at the demographics and psychographics of people on Facebook, LinkedIn, you know, all these platforms. And then also the platforms themselves will typically publish um, the stats on their user base so that you can say, I want to look at women who are mothers, who are 35, who like to run in the morning and wear um, Adidas, right? And so when you have it that dialed in, then you can say, okay, well, where, where do they live? Okay, well, they actually, okay, they live here, they live here. Okay, great. And so that's how you determine, not what your preference is, not what you like, not what you feel comfortable with, not what your cousin's daughters told you to jump on, but where is it that the people who write your checks where they live. That's where we got to look from. Can you give that resource again? I think it's so important um, because what you just said is golden. It is not about what you are comfortable with, but it is where is your audience? Where are the people you want to serve and add value to? Where are they? And then that is where you dive deep in mm-hmm. order to make those connections and to absolutely provide value. What was that resource that we can use to make yeah. that wise decision? It's pewpewresearch.org. Pewresearch.org. They do independent studies that are peer reviewed and verified. So I love that as a resource because I trust their data and I trust their information. If I'm feeling overwhelmed, and I have found myself um, a little stressed out. And and I think we even talked about this a little bit before we um, came on, that there are some moments where an algorithm shifts and I'm like, I, I just tried to figure out the last one and now this one is different. Is there a point in which you should quit social media and just say, you know what, um, it's not for me? If you am, but you're still in ministry, business, or career. So I'm going to say look at the data, right? So if you're doing social and you're looking, because one of the things about social, one of the things that I always say I love about it is that there's a creative, like you can like, let's try this. And then you've got the data to see if that worked. So you've got... Everybody should have Google Analytics or some sort of website analytics to look at because social media only tells you half the half the story, right? They'll tell you, Facebook will say, hey, on our platform, this is what people did. But they don't tell you when they went to your website, this is what they did. 
And you'll start to notice that people from different platforms interact with your website differently. So you'll be like, wow, people from LinkedIn do this thing. People from Twitter do this thing. Okay, this is interesting. Let me share specific types of content or let me share specific types of things for this audience, right? So you've got to have some sort of website analytics on your, just so you can really get the full picture. But when you decide like, okay, I'm going to cut out. This is, I'm just done. Um, one, I heard you got money, right? Like you are Lush. Lush is a company who has um, been stored. They left, they, they, they're, they're a big um, cosmetics company, they left social. They were like, it's not for us. It doesn't align with who we are. We're out. If Beyonce wanted to leave social, she could leave social. So if you have an audience that will follow you, and this is, oh, I'm so glad you asked. I'm so glad. Okay. Um, The other thing is make sure that you have another way to track your audience, right? So like you might have them, you might have a really great group on Instagram. They're engaged and they love you. And the Instagram goes down where are you going to be, right? Because let's see, consistently, I would say Facebook, Instagram, all these platforms go down at least once a year for a significant amount of time, right? They'll go down for six hours. You might be like, oh, and it's only six hours. It's not that serious. Not if you're in the middle of a launch. Not if you were like, that was your, you were like, I was going to do some posts to get some more. Not, not six hours can be a lot. So you want to make sure that you have another way to connect with your audience, whether that's newsletter, whether that's their number, but another way to connect with them so that if you do decide to leave, if you do decide that it's not adding to your business and it's only adding to your stress, that you have another way to really nurture and grow that audience. So know your numbers, go and you're going back to um, at the beginning of our theme, Javon Wooden's episode he challenged all of us. And he also is a BSN um, member as well. So we've had like this whole run of Black Speakers Network uh, members uh, all all month. And Javon Wooden um, challenged us to know our numbers. and And you are literally saying the same thing in this moment. To dive into- Yeah. Yeah. Go, go. If you're feeling Uh overwhelmed, if you're, if you're feeling overwhelmed, I guarantee it's because you don't know your numbers. I guarantee once you know your numbers, it gives you a sense of security. Just like y'all, when you pull up to the gas station and you know you got 200 in the bank, you're not looking at the numbers. You're just like, I'm going to fill up my tank. I'm a daydream. I'm thinking about stuff. But when you're like, look, I got maybe $5 in this thing. You're looking, you're looking at that thing real hard because you're like, all right, but, but. So knowing your numbers gives you a sense of comfort, it gives you stability, and it gives you the ability to make decisions. And knowing those numbers, as you talked about the solopreneur, if I'm going to scale back, if I'm going to go deeper, if I know my numbers, I know where to go deeper in. I'm not just throwing, what is, what's the term throwing um, noodles oh, on the wall? The wall. I'm, not, so I'm not just throwing spaghetti to the wall and hoping something sticks. If I know my numbers, if I am tying my social media presence to what people are actually looking at on my website, I then can become strategic about what I'm putting out there as opposed to trying to put everything and I'm exhausted. I can't keep up. (laughs) Whoa, this is some good stuff. I'm curious, 
As I ta- I have been um, really revving up um, my social media presence over um, the past year, I launched uh, a new page. I've done some, I've begun to try to consistently add reels because that analytic changed. Mm-hmm. And so, but I've been trying to be intentional and I'm curious around the conversation. Do you need a budget for social media in order to do it well? What are your thoughts about that? Absolutely. You either budget money or you budget time. You budget money or you budget time. Um, and it's going to have to come from somewhere. So you pick where it comes from. Short answer. <laughs> what am I shortest? <laughs> yes. That, but but that's true. I hadn't even thought about it that way. You're I, either budget, money or time or both, but you do absolutely need a budget and thinking about which can you prioritize at this moment in time. When we think about utilizing social media, um, you posted a blog around um, doing spring cleaning of your social media. Can you tell, can you unpack, for those who didn't get a chance to read the blog, can you unpack a little bit more about what does it mean to do spring cleaning of your social media? So spring cleaning is just the opportunity of realignment, right? So you know, when we're in our business, we are in our business and we're just doing and we're doing and we're doing. And then every now and then, hopefully quarterly, we're backing out and we're looking at a big picture, like, wait a minute, are we on track for the goals? Are we doing what we want to do? And so spring cleaning is that one time a year where you get to review your social and be like, all right, is this where we are? Is this still reflective of the brand? Because brands, businesses grow and change and like evolve. And so you want to check into your social to make sure that how you're presenting yourself and how you're sharing yourself is actually reflective of who you are in that moment. Can you give an example or a scenario in which um, you would guide someone to look for particular things to help them recognize whether or not they're moving in the right direction? What should we be looking for? So if you, the easiest thing is if you're like, oh, I can't look at my social media, something's up. We've got it. Something's up. If you're like, oh, I don't want to look at it. Oh, I'm scared. Something's up. So we've got to take a look at it and see what about it doesn't work for you any longer and then clean that up. And then another thing is if you have if you have introduced a new avatar, a new client avatar, a new person that you want to work with, you want to review your social and look at is this uh, is Instagram still going to be for this audience or I'm going to make Instagram for a different audience? Because the thing about social is you can actually have the platform speak to different people. So you might have a corporate services part of your business and you might have a small business part of your business and you might use your LinkedIn for your corporate services. And so how that, how you talk there, how you share things there is very different than how you talk to small businesses. And so you just wanna look at who are your clients? Did you recently have a new avatar you're added? And is it aligned with who you are? Like going back to the beginning of the conversation, what do you want to do with this business? Why did you decide to start it? And is it still aligned? You mentioned avatar. Can you give some strategies around 
um, finding your target audience, um, developing a, a lens for an avatar? So this is the part that can be fun or can be like, ugh. and this is where you just, you start to just exist on social media. So what this looks like is let's say I'm like, you know what? I want to work with um, black women runners. And so what I would start to do is literally start with Facebook groups. I would just like, I would just type in black women runners and I would see what Facebook groups would pop up and I would join them. And I would look at the conversation. What products are they using? What things are they reading? What do they like to do? When do they run? Are they morning runners typically? Are they night runners? And I start to look at what content are they creating? What's important to them? What are they always talking about? Oh, they're always talking about how um, the, the the running shorts are chafing them. Oh, that's interesting. They hate chafing. Okay, cool. That's something to put in my, okay, let me, let me remember that. Or, and then you look at TikTok. You'll be like, okay, um, let me let me look at the runner hashtag. Let me see. Okay. Oh, oh, okay. So it really is. You just start to exist in the world and you start to look at what's important to them. And that's what it means to do the research. And it's time consuming, but what you get is really rich um, data and words that you can use that they're like, oh, that's me. Well, yeah, because I, I looked I looked at what you said you needed. I just told you that's what I had. <laughs> yes. Um, so that's what it is. And that's what it looks like. And it's just that opportunity. And then also there's, you can do surveys. You can just ask people, hey, what do you want? What's important to you? What are you dealing with? Companies do it to us all the time, right? They're like, hey, they'll print you out the receipt and they'll circle the bottom and say, hey, get, you know, fill out the survey. We can do the same thing. When you said to um, go into groups and understand what they're talking about, in past episodes, we have talked about really understanding what is the pain point of your audience? What is it that they need? If we're going all the way back to how you started this conversation in knowing who you are, what impact you want to make, that allows you to show up authentically. Mm -hmm. So you are, are here to address a need, mm -hmm. but it's not based on what you think people need. Mm -hmm. You have to go out to where they are and listen to them, listen to their conversations, follow their posts, begin to identify what is it that is a pain point that you actually have a solution for mm -hmm. and have the two come together. <laughs> we are, this has been a fast fire <laughs> conversation. I cannot believe how quickly we have um, gone through I want to, at, before I give time for you to tell people where they can find you um, more about the apprenticeship program, before we get to that, my question is, what's the best and worst thing about being an entrepreneur right now in this season? So the best thing is, is I have the opportunity to always be me. I have the opportunity to always show up as me and not have to change and fit myself into somebody else's idea of what I should be like to be in business. 
so that is a privilege for me for being an entrepreneur. Um, I don't always succeed, but I have the opportunity to be like, all right, Tamay, you get to be Tamay today. You get to be Tamay. All of you and all of your brightness, you get to be, and that's the privilege. And then the, the conversely, the other side is I have to be responsible for who I say I am. And I really have to manage and be like, Tamay, you said that you were this amazing woman who could do all things. So you need to act like it. You got to act like it. Today is a day you got to put on your big girl britches and really do the things that you're scared to do. So those are the, the best and the worst. Oh, you have a gift. You, you have the, that gratitude for being able to be who you are, but there's a responsibility that comes with that. Yes, mm -hmm. that is golden advice. With the time that we have left, we have about two minutes left. Can you tell people where they can find you and um, a little bit about your apprenticeship in the last two minutes we have. Absolutely. I would love, love, love to connect with y'all on LinkedIn or Instagram. Um, if you search Tamay Shannon, it's just me. There's, there's not a lot of Tamays out here in the world. So if you type in Tamay Shannon, guess who comes up? <laughs> so I would love, love, love to connect with y'all on Instagram or um, at LinkedIn Tamay Shannon. And my apprenticeship program that I created is really to remove the disparity of people moving and transitioning from different jobs and positions. And I want, and I pay people to learn about social media in a way that actually works. So not only do they learn about the tactics of social media, but I also teach them about entrepreneurship because it is not for the weak of heart. It's not for the faint of heart. Entrepreneurship really takes something. And so I want to make sure people are prepared for what it takes. So when they see it, they're like, oh, okay, I knew this was coming. It's like when, when Siri says, take a right, you're like, okay, I know I'm going to take a right. So that's what I want to prepare people for, not only tactically, but also as an entrepreneur, what does it take day in and day out when we wake up and it's like, well, you create the whole day. Tamay Shannon, and that is T-A-M-A-Y Shannon. Look her up on social media. Absolutely golden conversation. Thank you so much for being a part of this flip side of adversity. Social media has held some people back. The fear of being messy has held them hostage. And you absolutely have set some people free in this conversation and helped them get intentional. So our listeners, it has been another amazing conversation. So remember, same place, same time, right here on the flip side next week. See you then. Thank you for tuning in to Living Strong, the flip side of adversity. Please join your host, Dr. Veerdra Jackson, for another edition of our show next Thursday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Have a great week.